The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 543. Today, we continue our series of looks at the characters of The Force Awakens and the new things we know about them. Today, we're looking at Han and Chewie. Punch it, Chewie. (laughs) Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Helen's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and we're recording this early in the day on Monday for our Tuesday release so we don't have box office numbers for The Force Awakens for Sunday as of yet. And yet I was talking to somebody last night about The Force Awakens and its box office take and the fact that it was the fastest to a billion in 12 days and this person noted to me that The Force Awakens still hadn't opened in China, which is pretty darned impressive when you put that whole record-breaking run into perspective. Jurassic World had been the first movie to $1 billion in box office, and it opened in China on the same day that it opened everywhere else in the world and managed to get to a billion in 13 days. The Force Awakens did it in 12 and did it without China. So how about that for The Force Awakens? (laughs) So take that, Jurassic World. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Han and Chewie, shall we? So there was something I mentioned, first of all, yesterday in the podcast about Luke and Leia and about there not being any information about whether they got married or anything like that. So in doing the research for Han and Chewie, there's something I discovered in the Visual Dictionary for The Force Awakens. This is referenced in Wikipedia. And it does say in there that Han and Leia did get married and that Han actually made some changes to the Millennium Falcon to add a galley to it and to make it more of a hospitable place to live. And that was done with an eye toward accommodating Leia to some degree. What we don't know is whether they ever actually got divorced. So far, the only words that are being bandied about are separated or estranged after the turn of Kylo Ren to the dark side and the massacre at the Jedi Academy. But we don't know for sure what the actual state of their marriage was at the time of The Force Awakens. So Han and Chewie were on their own smuggling for 10 years before The Force Awakens, and it seems as if it's early on in that 10 years that they lose the Millennium Falcon, circumstances unknown at this point. The only thing that possibly reflects on it is a message within Jakku Spy, the app within an app <laughs> that's inside the Star Wars official app. And one of the messages in one of the virtual reality environments, it shows the Millennium Falcon being chased by a couple of those quad jumpers. And a message comes up that says, land that piece of junk now, you owe us. So we don't necessarily know who the people piloting the quad jumpers are. We don't know anything more than that or whether it was actually landed and even who was necessarily at the controls of that. But the you owe us suggests that this was not meant to be a scene 
cut from The Force Awakens or anything like that. I think this is a scene from an older time. Now, I'm hoping to see The Force Awakens today, the day that this drops, Tuesday, so I can take note of a couple extra names, because they aren't captured in Wikipedia or anywhere else that I can find. But Han knows one name of the person that had the Millennium Falcon, and Rey knows that it passed from that person to another person, and then to Unkar Plutt, the junk boss who is running that outpost on Jakku, where the Falcon is finally stolen by Rey and Finn. And it appears to have been there for several years and possibly in some cases scavenged for parts, but not so much because it's still able to fly, although Rey refers to it as garbage, which is, of course, a particularly funny line knowing the history of the Millennium Falcon. And so far, we don't know how long after the Falcon was lost to Han and Chewie that they acquired the freighter Aravana. That's the name of that giant freighter that they're in control of that sucks up the Falcon in The Force Awakens. They are using that for smuggling operations now and spending their free time when they have it searching for the Falcon, which of course suggests that they lost track of it for a time after it had been taken away from them. Now, as far as the Jedi and the Sith and the Force go, we don't know what Chewie's take ever was, necessarily. We never heard him opine on it or growl about it and have it translated for us, but I'm willing to bet that the answer is that he absolutely believed in it, and I'm going on, of course, his friendship with Yoda that's mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. But Han Solo, of course, famously not a believer until something happened sometime in the events between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens that convinced him that it was the case. And it didn't necessarily have to be one event. It could have been a series of events. It's unlikely that it would have had anything to do with the Battle of Endor because... All of that battle between Darth Vader and Luke and the Emperor happened up on the Death Star, of which you know Han was completely unaware. So it had to have been something or some series of things that happened afterwards. And it's easy to lean on the whole Ben Solo, Kylo Ren situation and going to the Jedi Academy and whatnot. But I don't think Han going to the Jedi Academy and seeing a bunch of younglings and Padawans making objects float around and stacking them and that sort of thing. I don't think that would have convinced Han that the Force and the Jedi and the Sith were real. And I don't think the murder of the students at the Jedi Academy by the Knights of Ren would be the thing to do it either. I mean, that's something that Han could also explain away as just, you know, a bunch of evil guys coming and some of them had the laser swords and sliced up the place. So I think something else had to have happened between the events of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens or some series of things would have had to happen to convince him otherwise. And I'd love to know your take on that. What do you think it was whether one thing or a series of things that could have convinced Han of the validity of the Force and of the Jedi and the Sith. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. So one other thing we know about Han is that he wasn't necessarily the greatest dad. And (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that, but I guess you could kind of assume that that was going to be the case with the character. Maybe he might have reformed and gotten a little more responsible after the Battle of Endor, but doesn't seem like that was the case. We really don't have very much to go on other than a comment, a snide remark from Kylo Ren about Han's reliability, and that he was bound to let Rey down for all intents and purposes when she was thinking that he would come to rescue her while she was captured and held prisoner at Starkiller Base. And that's about it for what we know about Han and Chewie as a result of The Force Awakens. And if you have other facts that you want to share about them that you gleaned from The Force Awakens, then share them in the comments at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. All right, time for trivia. Listen, I've had a pretty messed up day. 
Last time we asked you the names of the two groups to which Han and Chewie owe money in The Force Awakens, and they are the Guavian Death Gang and Kanja Club. Today's question, I gave you the answer on the podcast earlier, but here you go anyway. What is the name of the freighter that Han and Chewie are piloting when they discover and capture the Millennium Falcon? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.